You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. And finally, our third sponsor is 988. The Oklahoma 988 Mental Health Lifeline, 988 is a direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with trained behavioral health professionals that can get all Oklahomans the help that they need. Learn more by visiting 988oklahoma.com. That's 988oklahoma.com. And now, let's get into today's episode. Please welcome to the podcast, Tammy Fate, uh, who is, I guess, are you still senior manager of the Oklahoma City Chamber? Is that your title? Uh, I am, yeah. That is the Doing title. retail development for a while. That's what the uh, the LinkedIn title said. So I'm glad you keep that up to date. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Otherwise, otherwise I would have got that a lot wrong and you would have looked at me as if I had three heads. Uh, but I am excited to dive into, you know, the, the, the cool things that you've done and the stuff that you've been responsible for, you know, you and the team bringing incredible businesses to this city. It's been growing. I've been here since August 2011, so I've kind of seen the growth, which has been a good thing for me. And when I got here, like half of the Devon Tower was still built oh, and wow. it was still half to go. So that was kind of like an, an exciting time for me to be here, you know, coming from halfway around the world. But I'm still here and I've got to see all of this cool stuff. But you got to see everything from the inside. And like, you know, everything's coming. So I'm excited to talk about that. Uh, but before we do, tell me a little bit about you. What's your like story? My story? Like, how did yeah. I get here? Yeah, like, when did you grow up? Would you go to high school? How did you get into the job? Like, Yeah, so uh, I'm from Tulsa area. Uh-huh. So from a very small town, okay. Sperry. So farmland. Um, there's not a stoplight in my town. Uh-huh. So um, I was looking for a job when I was in college, and um, somebody had said the chamber in Tulsa was hiring, and it was a temporary position, so I needed a job while I was going to college and did that, and that turned into a full-time position, and from there, it just kind of spiraled, and yeah. I did SBA lending for a little while, and from there, we had a, a board member who was actually the president of the Broken Arrow Chamber. He's uh-huh. since passed away, but was like my biggest mentor and um, loved him. And he asked me to come on and be their VP of marketing. So I was in a smaller community. Yeah. So I did that and then worked for City of Tulsa for a number of years. And then they recruited me here and I absolutely love it. So yeah. it's a bigger city and bigger market and so much opportunity. And it's it's been a, a, a blast watching it grow. Yeah, so. yeah. Where'd you go to school? I went to Northeastern State University. Okay. So Tahlequah. Tahlequah yeah. yeah. beautiful up there. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It's so pretty. So I got my master's from there as well and did some adjunct teaching for a number of years, which absolutely love doing that. It was, oh, really? Yeah. You can be exhausted from a day of work, but then 
um, going and teaching in the evenings and just seeing, you know, the, the kids light up and just being a part of that and know that you're, you know, contributing to their success is really yeah, fun. Yeah. So. so what was the, what was like the, the childhood dream then growing up? Like, what do you, I assume you didn't think you'd be doing what you do now. I didn't, you know, it's funny. I wanted to be a teacher and a coach. Okay. And my dad said, well, if you want to coach so much, like, why don't we take on a, a team? So we, we took on this softball team and I, you know, I didn't have a kid. So I just took on this random group of like, like recreational kids and yeah. and I realized then that you can love the sport but it doesn't mean that you're going to love teaching it and I had all these kids I remember my dad showed up and he gave me two gloves and he goes I don't know if my daughter's right-handed or left-handed but um here you go will, will you find out <laughs> yeah. yeah so that and just like taking kids home all the time and it was fun it was a great experience but then um, I took a botany class and I tried so hard. I really, really wanted to be successful yeah. and I was terrible. I couldn't grow anything and I decided that maybe I should switch to being a business major and from then I never turned back and it just seemed to kind of click and yeah, fell into yeah. place. So so do you play quite a lot of sports growing up then as well? Um, I played softball growing up um, and then in my older days I've become a cyclist so oh, okay. I spend every weekend biking. Yeah. So I did a 75 mile ride yesterday and I went out towards Union City. I don't know if you know where Union City is. I do not, no. I I didn't either, but it's near (laughs) Mustang and we went to the south side at like 119th and it was dreary and rainy, but it was still beautiful. Took a bunch of farm rows, end up near El Reno and I think we might have hit five cities in 75 miles, but it was fun. So... Road biking or any form of biking? Mostly road, but I also do gravel riding and mountain biking. Okay. So, so have you done the Mid-South yet? I have. Okay. I've run the Mid-South. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's a tough I tried course. to run it last year. I'd lo- I failed miserably because it snowed. Yeah, it was, um, it was, the weather was awful. And I'll run it again next year. Uh, just, just, did you get in? I haven't, I didn't try to get in this year. I was out of town. It, yeah. yeah. They just did the lottery, yeah, I think chaos. Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. Early morning. And like, I was, it was like at eight o'clock and I'm, no one's going to sign up to run 50 kilometers right so <laughs> i was easily you know got in for that but it was 801 and all of the men's things it was all full it's like, <laughs> like all right i'm you know but they thankfully they you know you can sell your ticket or whatever right. you can try to you know, trade yeah but that's um that's so that's uh it's such a cool i did the run to what was that it was march of 2020 the first time i did it yeah and loved it did it convinced a friend to do it and he hates me since you know since that yeah. day because he's a crossfit guy and he's like was miserable the entire time and halfway through i said like i'm gonna put my headphones in and keep my head down and i turned around and he disappeared yeah so <laughs> it took him an extra couple hours uh but just that community and then you know i i cycle i haven't for a long time but i did um i have a bike and i don't get out as as often as I should, but I've gone to the indoor Peloton bike instead now. Uh, But just like the community from it's incredible. It is. The people that you meet. Especially the gravel world. Oh my gosh. They're so like easygoing and just chill and relaxed. And and you can pick and choose your road bike friends too. You can get a really chill group as well. So we like to to ride and we'll hit a cool food spot along the way Mm -hmm. or check out one of the breweries or a coffee shop. So we try to make an event around it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you go to the um, the Tuesday nights down at um, Wheeler District at all? I've been a few times, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a great time. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. They do a great job. I have a friend, and she races in it, so I try 
to go out there and, and watch her when I can. So yeah, yeah they've really grown like the women's side of it. This they year, have. There's right? there's a ton of it's women. It's been that really are cool to watch because we we've been down to watch. We take the dogs down every now and then and, and catch up. I think they're done now for the year because it's getting cold. But we've been down to see them. You know, and it's uh, and Chad's gonna come on the podcast at some time. Uh, He's great. Yeah, to kind of talk about that whole thing. But it's it's really cool, and that whole district is is a fun to be around. And the fact that they just like shut the street down for every Tuesday for like a two hour race. It's well, two hours of racing. Right. Know, that's pretty cool. I like, I mean, they used to have it there before Wheeler District yeah. became Wheeler District. Mm-hmm. So they would race out there in the old um, the yeah. airstrip. Air so I remember going out there many times they and watched them race in the circle. Now it goes to the neighborhood right. and you have the, the big friendly brewery over there and the taco shop. Mm-hmm. And so they've really added a lot of amenities over there to, to enhance that district, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to see I, my wife said to me she's like I could live down here and I'm like I don't think I could but yeah. I mean it is you know it's it's in a quiet taste I it think. is you're um, close to the new park which is amazing right. so yeah that's that's kind of a, a selling point I think for him too it's nice to see a development like that happen on the south side of the river mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel like we're kind of slowly getting some things to happen over there between yeah. that and the fam mm-hmm. so first American Museum is beautiful we did an event there at the chamber um, we had the big IEDC conference which mm-hmm. was in town I think like two weeks ago yeah. and they held a reception out at the first American Museum and it was just just so well done and beautiful and so that's what's going to be cool right it's like obviously the river you know river sport and mike did his whole thing and came in and then you like i said you you add to it right you just have these things along the river that you know in 10 20 years time there's you can walk from one to the other right but it's cool to see them grow and build and go from literally an old airfield right Right. dirt patch to oh we've just added a ferris wheel in the middle of nowhere and now it's like this whole district so that's 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 exciting to see you know and and obviously you're kind of in the middle of all of that um but what about tell me about um kind of your you know your i guess journey i guess what was the degree in college then because you just you said you went to work for the chamber because you needed a job right Right. so what was the journey what was the degree in college um business degree emphasis in marketing okay so um, yeah, just kind of, yeah. I, I went into SBA lending and I made presentations to banks and at the time I met somebody in the chamber world, didn't even know what a chamber was, but mm-hmm. kind of fell in love with that part of it and like selling a city and yeah. and meeting different people all the time, which I love to meet people. So in my job now, I'm on the road quite a bit. So last week I was in, actually the week before I was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So I was at a conference out there meeting some different developers and some groups out there to try to lure them to Oklahoma City. And then the week before that, I was in Fort Worth, so met with some different chefs and restaurant-driven concepts um, that are looking at our market. So just an opportunity to kind of showcase what's happening here, yeah. which is fun. And um, it's an easy city to sell, I say, just because to see like what's happened and what's transpired around the boathouse and telling people that we hold the the canoe races for, yeah. and they moved an event from Russia to you know to Oklahoma City, and yeah. it's just really cool to show people pictures and say, you know, we have a. $45 million whitewater rafting facility and an area that we used to mow. Now we have it dammed up and we hold Olympic trials and they're like, in, in Oklahoma City? And I'm like, let me show you these pictures. And I bring yeah. out my iPad. And so I love that part of it. It's kind of that effect of people have no idea. They think of us as like a flyover state, but then when they start 
seeing some of the pictures and some of the information that that we put out. And and luckily, we have a great marketing team. So our marketing department is always pushing content and trying to kind of help elevate the the message for Oklahoma City. And so I try to share as much as I can on LinkedIn. And when I was in um, San Diego a couple of weeks ago, one of the guys that I met there, he goes, you share more on LinkedIn. I feel like I want to move to Oklahoma City. He goes, I've never been. He goes, but I see all this stuff that you're sharing. And I'm like... I have to go visit that place. So right. it's kind of fun when, when you feel like you've made it when you... Right. Like, yeah. I'm doing my job, right? right? Like, if right. people are coming to you and, like, I want to move there, I want to see it. Uh, and then we had the Red Bull thing, right, a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, that was... A few weeks ago, which I was know. crazy. It looked amazing. I didn't get oh, to yeah. go. My boyfriend got COVID, um, and he was really sick. So we had tickets to go, and we were going to go to the Friday night event, and mm-hmm. then he got sick. So I didn't feel like I probably should be there either. Yeah. So um, we watched a little bit of it. It was on TV, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool to be able to see some of that yeah. live stream so it's so cool to to kind of see you know the just the city and how diverse like how many different things you can do in this city right like I said you have the whitewater rafting you have the incredible cycle trails um you know the marathon's one of the biggest marathons oh, yeah. in, the, in the country right mm-hmm. and and all this other stuff and not just around like physical stuff right the food scene's growing right you know you have we have a race horse track here with Remington. You know, there's plenty. I, I golf. So there's loads of golf courses. The golf is incredible. Like, there's just so much to do. Our beer scene is now growing. Our coffee scene seems to be getting better as well. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but it's what people tell me. It is, it's amazing. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, there's so much to I Yeah, like, doing your job must seem so exciting because you're like, I mean, you, you meet someone, you're like, what are your interests? Right. And, right. and then you're like, oh, we have this, this, and this for you, and this, this, and this for your wife. It's, right. You know, it must be really, especially, and then you go to travel and see all the, what everyone else is doing, too. It was really cool. Is I think when the city um, developed the retail districts, so mm-hmm. having the pa- the Plaza Paseo, Stockyards, Western Avenue, and having like an executive director from each of those different districts is really key. So um, we do an event a couple times a year called Stand Tall, Shop Small, mm-hmm. and it really encourages everybody to get out and shop and really support those local businesses that make up the flavor of those communities. But yeah. having somebody that you can call on in each of those districts uh, makes it really helpful. Just because we're such a big city. Right. Um, I mean, 620 square miles. Like, people will ask me, hey, Timmy, what's going on at the corner of? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> no I wish idea. I knew, but I mean, right. I'm kind of glad that I don't because we're growing so fast yeah. that it's exciting that there's so much going on that it, it's really kind of hard to keep up with. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. So with all of these things growing then, with, like I said, the, the popping up of districts and, you know, they're, they're just growing on their own and, and people are taking ownership, it seems, in their area, which does your job for you, right? It really right. helps you as well. And I know we just had Plaza Fest and, I mean, they had the Sunny Days Mural Festival out of Britain, this new Britain district. Right. So you're selling all these things to companies that want to come to Oklahoma City, basically, or people. Right. Well, sometimes it's they don't even know they want to be here, which yeah. is kind of the fun part is when you, you find a concept that you really like, or if you're in another city and you're like, this would fit so well, like yeah. they need to come to Oklahoma City. So to me, that's kind of the hunt is that you get to, to reach out to them and try to um, talk to them about what's happening here and where they would fit in and how they yeah. could be an asset in our community. And, and it's funny, when I was in San Diego a couple of weeks ago, this lady, she was like, I mean, I live in wine country. I'm in bay country. I mean, you know, we live by the bay. We have yeah. the ocean. Like, why would I come to Oklahoma City? And I was like, well, I mean, 
It's beautiful. We have all right. these great districts. Our homeless population is very minimal compared to what I've seen in yes. Oregon. Yeah. And you can get anywhere in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And after being in San Diego and seeing how bad they're dealing with that homeless issue and how well I feel like Oklahoma City is doing, um, yeah. I, I think when you when I mentioned that, she's like, okay, you win. Right. And then I started pulling at my iPad and showing her pictures. But I had to bring something to, like, say, you know, yeah. like, I mean, you can get anywhere in our city so quickly. I feel like our infrastructure is great. We've, we've done a good job of, like, building the, the infrastructure to make it easy to get around here. And when you take yeah. somebody to the airport, you're like, oh, man, we hit rush hour. And they're like, this is rush hour? Like, really? I mean, we're only going to, like, we're about 15 minutes away, and I'm like, I know, I figured we'd be here in 10. Yeah, we're, so, we're still moving at 30 mile an hour, like, we're in rush hour traffic. <laughs> Sorry, we don't stand still. Yeah. But it's nice that, like, our, I think our infrastructure is so yeah. well, that, and people can live anywhere. That's what I tell them. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where you live. Like, I mean, what we've done to downtown, I think, is really impressive. Like, the first national building and what Gary Brooks did to to that is just a, a hidden gem. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. And now you have Lucchese's there, and, you know, plenty open to... A location there. There's a dry bar. Um, yeah. Andrew Black has the the Gilded Acorn, which is a very nice little pastry and coffee shop there. So, yeah, that building is so cool. It's beautiful. And the sad thing is, like most people aren't going to get to see. Like when you could visit there and you can stay there and have a great stay. But, like, they need to have tours of that building. They do. Right? I mean, but most, right. sadly, most people aren't going to do that. Right. right? Like, the, the distilled, what a library of distilled, whatever oh, it's it is. Beautiful. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, I love it. And I really don't socialize as much as I should, probably. And don't take advantage of the incredible things that we have in the city. But if you have a guest that's coming to town or your parents are coming to town, right. you're taking them there, right? 100%. That's one of, like, five or six places you're probably going to swing by just yeah. to see it. Just to go through, just to come up those elevators and have that, that, uh -huh. you know, that yeah, you come to the lobby and like, wow, like this is amazing. Yeah, he left no stone unturned. I mean, I love his attention to detail and just creativity that he kind of poured into that. And um, it definitely shows. So yeah. it's, it's a great piece. And yeah. we, I got to see it come up. I mean, our office is right across right. the street. So I could look out the window every day and I saw kind of the challenges and growing pains. And you could hear the, the construction over there happening and the building shaking. But now it's worth it to see the, the final product and to right. see how beautiful it is. Yeah, so. There must be so many things that like, when, when I'm sure you get asked this a lot of like, what's the best thing about your job? And you're like, I mean, literally everything I get to travel and I get to sell this incredible city. But <laughs> that's like the hard question. You know, the hard answer really is probably that. But there is so much to do here that it may, probably makes your job a lot easier than other people who are like, come to Detroit. Right. And like, no. <laughs> like, why would I want to do that? Right. Like, come to Oklahoma City. We have all of this cool stuff. Right, we'll take you to a Thunder game, and yeah. you can, you know, it's, it's just fun to have the atmosphere. Even if we aren't winning, mm -hmm. uh, it's still the, the stadium is filled full of people. And that's the one thing I said that we can all get behind, regardless if you live in Tulsa, you live in Oklahoma City. We'll put our differences aside, and yeah. everybody just rallies behind the Thunder, which I think is really cool. And to have somebody in from out of town, or I took a group, uh, Whitewater Rafting, and it's really cool because now they tell the story when they're at a conference, if they happen to walk up up and you know I'm talking to some guests and they're yeah. like oh my gosh you have to go to Oklahoma City they have this great you know rafting facility so I think tailoring your site visits to the person's interests because what I feel like is 
every city can be similar, mm-hmm. but you have to get them to kind of fall in love with your city. Yeah. And it's all about like, what do you like to do? If you want to go play golf or you want to go do this, like I'll meet you wherever you want. I've taken people on bike rides, yeah. you know, I've taken them rafting, we've done the brewery scene. So yeah. it's, it's really tailoring it to make them feel like I, I can see myself here or I, I can, right. I can live here. Well, and I mean the bike thing, like you can cycle around the entire city on great I know. paved pathways. It's nice. Like, where else can you do that? You know? I know, like I'm sure there are places, but yeah, like when I, I had two friends came here from, from back home and, uh, one of them lives in Vancouver. So they, we, he came here and then the other guy like brought his bike from the UK over, they met in Vancouver and then they came down here and I was like, Hey, let's go cycle. Like, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, just wait. Yeah. You know, we cycle. I live kind of northwest Oklahoma City, so we cycled basically from the boathouse in Yukon, okay. Lake Oposo, all the mm-hmm. way to downtown. Yeah. You know, had fuzzies and then cycled back, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, and they were like, this is incredible. You know, we didn't see many people along the route the whole way other than people who were on bikes. Right. You know, you don't, it's such a great route. So, yeah, that was fun. And, you know, it's obviously the golf thing's an easy sell here as well. But, yeah, like there's, I mean, what, 20 plus breweries you could take people to? There's so 20 many. 20 plus coffee shops you could take people mm-hmm. to. Um, yeah, that that's exciting for you to host people, I'm sure, to have that. But bringing it, I guess, to recent stuff, what's it like selling that to businesses instead rather than the personal, like, hey, you can move here because we have this all, all cool stuff. What's it like when you have to bring a business in, in, in and say, you should come to this market? Because that's like probably the sell, right? It's like, I don't really care about what our, what our employees are going to do, but how do we make money in a market like right. this? What's and, that like? Well, luckily we have a really good um, um, economist on staff and his mm-hmm. team is phenomenal. So um, they pull together a lot of data for us and our, we have a lot of people moving here, I think, because mm-hmm. once you come here, you kind of instantly see how you can fit in. So the fact that our population has grown so much in the last 10 years, you know, we're, yeah. um, that, that helps a lot because density really drives retail. So the more people that you have, the, the better opportunities that you can get for getting people to locate in an area. So density is key. Mm-hmm. Um, incomes are really key so having those major employers and major jobs in your market and being able to show them you know traffic counts and traffic patterns and those kind of things are, are really key yeah so we're working right now um, on a big it'd be new to market destination um, entertainment type user that is hopefully lands soon uh-huh. and it would be amazing I wish I could tell you who it is but that's um, the tough part of your job no it <laughs> is because I get so excited about these places and and yeah. it's so fun when they finally land you know but then it's funny people will send me text messages Tammy did you know this is happening and I'm like we've been working it for two years but I couldn't say anything but yes yeah so so it's fun though but I feel like um once they see like other successful retailers and they'll say, Oh, I didn't know you had them in the market. Mm. You know, then it kind of kind of breeds more success. So when you see somebody else who's doing a really good job or you see, you know, like a good example is like chicken and pickle, Mm -hmm. you know, I loved working with them. It was probably one of my favorite concepts that I got to work with. And we toured with them several times and kind of chasing them to try to get them interested. Cause at first they, they had no interest in Oklahoma city. They're a Kansas city based company, met them at a conference and just kind of, stayed after them and like you need to come to her and I went out there to see them first yeah and then when I saw it I was like if you can make it here 
like you can do like we'll find you the perfect site in Oklahoma City so really they pick you just kind of help like guide them and show them like what the options are because we are such a big city do they want to be downtown do they want to be in the suburbs how much do you want to pay for land like you know there's a lot of variables that play into that and there was a lot of people that were in pickleball that lived in Edmond but they still wanted to be in Oklahoma City proper and they needed great visibility and um, where they chose was halfway between downtown and in Oklahoma or Edmond so it seemed to be kind of a perfect fit and they're killing it I mean they're doing a great job and it's um, they're busy every weekend I have people that tell me like I want to go there but I can't get in it's fully booked yeah so yeah that's uh, (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that because I asked uh, Brianna I said what should we talk about she goes have her tell the chicken and pickle story. Yeah. Well, I got to <laughs> so, tour with him on a bike, which was really cool. So their owner came to town and um, he texts me and says, hey, I, I got here. It's on like a Sunday and uh, I know we're not meeting until tomorrow. I just want to let you know I made it. I'll see you tomorrow morning. And I'm like, well, hey, um, do you ride bikes? Yeah. And he's like, well, I can't. It's been a while. And so I was like, well, I got a couple of bikes. I'll come downtown and we'll just kind of tour around. I'll show you around and just get a flavor for the city. And we had so much fun. And he thought I was going to rent him a Spokies, right? And I was like, no, I got a bike. You're about the same height as me. You can borrow one of mine. You have to wear a helmet, though. I was like, because I ride with people all the time. And as long as you wear a helmet, I'll take you wherever you want to go. Right. And we went to, at the time, Blue Garden was, you know, still going on. And it's funny, this lady saw his shirt and it said chicken and pickle, right? And she goes, oh my gosh, do you play pickleball? And you would have thought like I staged this or something and they just hit it off. And she's the one who said, we have all these people in Edmond who play pickleball, please bring something cool here. And then from then we just went to dinner and hung out. And you know, he's at that point, he was just kind of getting a canvas of the city. He's like, I don't know where I want to be, but I love the people here. He's like, it's fun. And everybody's been so welcoming and inviting. So he made several trips up here and you know, it's, it's been good. And then like Barquet, another one, like absolutely love working with them. And um, Barquet is going to be the dog park restaurant and bar that's down by the boathouse. So it's under construction right now. And what's really cool is is before I got my little puppy Lucy and she's like my entire world. So Brian probably told you I talk a lot about Lucy too. But <laughs> but you know it's funny I met um, Dave Hensley and the group from Barquet and they had this video and the video was so like compelling and it just brought me in and I was like man I want a dog like I've always wanted but I was like I travel too much I don't yeah. know and then the pandemic happened right and I was at home by myself and I'm like I need I'm dog. getting a dog yeah <laughs> and now she's like my best friend and I tell Dave all the time when I see him I'm like yeah your video like inspired me to like you know finally do that and now she's my best friend so um it's gonna be a great concept it's like two and a half acres uh-huh. It's down by the river. So it was a partnership with the city, um, with, you know, Mike from the Boathouse Foundation. Yeah. And it's really kind of going to serve as a catalyst for that trail there. So the river trails plus the whitewater facility. So they'll have food, beverage, yeah. bring your dogs. They do all kinds of events, live music. I mean, it's going to be a blast. So having awesome. something like that on the river will be really cool. Yeah. So back to the, the chicken and pickle thing then. with When, when somebody sees his T-shirt, because I knew not, I'm like knew nothing of pickle until chicken pickle came here right right? like probably like most people right I still haven't played it because I will break my ankle (laughs) and I've had clients that have broken their ankle I'm like I just I'm gonna go and eat and watch because the food's good too (laughs) Uh, but like you know when that someone that when that person comes up to you know the owner is like oh my gosh like you must be like this is this is perfect right now and I promise you I don't I have no idea who this person is exactly I had no idea who it was (laughs) 
That's so cool to have that. And then, like I said, you you kind of it's quite a process to get them to to find the spot and come here. Right. But you know, now it's like you know, it's like I said, it's packed all the time. It is, which is awesome. It's fun to kind of lean on people in the community too that are successful entrepreneurs that have been in the community. So if you're a restaurant group, I love mm-hmm. to call on you know the Keith Pauls of the world or you know the, the folks from Provision Concepts or you know 84 Hospitality and just have them kind of help tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to have somebody who's in the market who's doing the same yeah. thing say we love it here. This is where you want to be. And and I love the fact that most of the people in the market don't look at it as like, you know, we're, we're full. They look at it as like, we want more. And, you know, the better that everybody does and the options that we have kind of increases for, you know, all of us. So, yeah. The other one that, that Brianne did mention, it makes total sense now because you love the outdoors is REI. Yes. Right. I worked so long to try to get REI to come here. I know that yeah. we talked to him about trying to get him to go to the river mm-hmm. um, and then maybe use the, utilize the river Which to, would have made sense. to do yeah. some like boat testing and you could take your whitewater rafting and, you know, paddle boards and yeah. stuff. Because I got a paddle board from REI. Well, actually, my boyfriend's came from REI. Mine came from California. So, yeah. um, but we go all the time and I take my little puppy with me and I love it, you know. Yeah. But I, I told everybody, until I get an REI here, I'm going to feel like I failed. Because I love that store so much, and I spent a lot of money there, and um, I was excited. I got to meet their CEO at the time. I was at a conference in Phoenix, and that was the highlight: is to go to the reception and actually spend like, you know, thirty minutes. And luckily, at the time, his name was Jerry Streisick, I think. He's since then not the CEO, but um, he had two degrees from Oklahoma: one from OU, one from OSU. And to be like, wow. you know, our market. Why aren't you Why here? Why are you not here yet? Like, and you know they, everything about us. And it's funny because they think, well, we have a lot of climbing stuff and, you know, there's not a lot of mountains there. So to be able to say, well, people can go to the Wichita Mountains, a pretty easy yeah. drive. And Arkansas is fairly close and they have everything. Right. You know, I mean, have you been to Benville? Have you been to Fayetteville area? So, and I feel like there's a lot of people here that it's a quick flight to Colorado. Um, I know I love the mountains and I go quite often. So the fact that you can get a, a direct flight on Southwest and, you know, be yeah, in Denver, right and, there. you know, an hour and a half or less than that, it's, it's really nice. And I feel like a lot of people do vacation in Denver mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. So yeah. I, the disposable income that we have here um, allows you to kind of jump on a flight and, and do that. So um, that must be like the like what you just said. You feel like if you didn't bring them here, you'd be a failure. Like that's the the tough part about probably what you love doing is like you want to bring someone in that you love, but also you know they'll be great for the city. And it's kind of it's like selling that in a way that's like, look, I don't want you to come here because I actually want you to come here. I want you to come here because you will. Thrive. It's a benefit to you. Exactly. Like that's the that's the hard part, right? Right. Like, no, please come here because I like with Top Golf, for example. Right. Like, come here because I love Top Golf. Right. Come here, it's great. But also, like, you have to convince them that it's a smaller market than they're usually doing, and that. Right. But it will be benefit for them, and and then a few years later, you have Snoop Dogg doing his DJ set. Just, like, <laughs> just insane. Uh, but yeah, like that's that's the the cool part about it is because you are on the front line selling, you know, businesses on Oklahoma City, right? right? And the tough part probably is like when people, you know, when someone comes to town, like an REI or a chicken pickle. 
they don't specifically know it's you unless they know you, right? right. Like, that's the hard part. You're like, I wish I could take full credit for this, but nobody knows about all the work that I've been doing the last four <laughs> years to get them here. It's just because you get to meet so many cool people that are, the, like, the site selection person yeah. or the director of real estate. So just being a part of that and knowing that you had an impression on that, I think, is is really impactful. Yeah. Um, one of the other good stories I like is Flix Brewhouse. When they opened here, I mean, they toured for a really long time. The lady who had the job before me, um, she had toured with them a few times as well. And then when I got here, I was like, man, that'd be so cool. They would do phenomenal in Oklahoma City. And the fact that they chose our market for their first location in the entire state. And then they opened in the middle of the pandemic, which was terrible timing, right? Yeah. And I remember um, being in Austin at the time... um, Alan Reagan is their CEO. Since then, I think he stepped down and somebody else has taken over. And I asked him, like, out of all the markets, how did you choose to come back online yeah. so quickly in Oklahoma City? And he said, 100%, like the people at American Fidelity, they were so gracious and so good to work with. So it helps, like, when I'm out telling the story and then other people have such great experiences and they're like, my landlord or, you know, the owner of our business, like, literally went above and beyond yeah. to make things work here. So then they're out telling that story. You know, you're in Austin and you hear somebody like that, the CEO of Flix Brewhouse saying Oklahoma yeah. City is phenomenal. Like we, we love being there. Right. Yeah. Cause like I said, from a business perspective, like the, you know, if somebody's coming in, what you said earlier is, you know, it seems like, um, you know, that it, more people bringing in isn't necessarily bad for competition. It's just the, the more, the better. Right. right. And also, like you said, from a CEO's perspective, like, when you're being welcomed into a city by other CEOs, like that's a pretty big deal. Because other people sometimes, if they're in the same business as you, are like, no, I don't want you here because you're going to take my customer base from right. me, right? Which that can be, I'm sure that can be seen in some cases and, and naturally people would say that, but that's really cool to be on that side and hear a CEO say, you know, like these people really actually were happy to have us here and they were really helpful and they helped us do this, this and this. And then he shouted from the rooftops that Oklahoma City is the place to go. Right. It makes it makes it my job easier because all these people talk. So people have a good experience or a yeah. bad experience. It's like when you go to a restaurant. Yeah. Um, if you have a great experience and you go somewhere, like you remember that and you you remember the city you were in. You remember the person who waited on you. It's the same thing. Like things don't ever change like in that regard. So it's just elevated to a commercial level. So when you have a broker or a developer who is coming into your market, how they are treated and the level of hospitality that we can show them when they're here, I think is really key. Yeah. Tell me about, I guess, the the kind of development of of downtown area, the Omni, the park and everything and that that whole involvement because it's been a joy to watch. It's been great to go down there and have, you know, dinner or, you know, grab a milkshake at um, Spark. I mean, there's or just run around the park. Like it's, and it is, I'm sure you know this, it is a perfect one mile loop around the park too. The, the, I, the I did not know that. I've, I'm a cyclist, not a runner. So my <laughs> wife told me that I don't run either. Um, but she ran around the, now the north part of it. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, it's a perfect one mile loop. So, yeah, it's beautiful. We've done a, a good yeah. job. I love all the trees that they've planted. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see them grow up and yeah. and kind of help provide some shade there. So I know we bike down there from time to time and, and there's more development to come. So what right. they're doing at Strawberry Fields, mm-hmm. um, I know they got approved for some infrastructure through the city to kind of help start, you know, building some things over there. They're working with a multifamily developer mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of retail things yeah. and office. So it's exciting to see that finally take off. 
Right. Um, to have was, people living on the on the river, which is crazy, right? To think that yeah. one day, like you know, like I said, looking back, used to mow that river because it right. was terrible. <laughs> and now we have this incredible hotel and these all these restaurant and businesses around it. Like it's it's special to see it literally come out of the ground. It is. It's fun to be a part of it. and see the fact that where I forty used to be, and now we have the Oklahoma City Boulevard, and and then what's happening with the producers co-op, and you know the innovation district, the innovation hall, and yeah. I'm excited to see that area transpire. I've done a lot of site visits over there, and I've taken some some developers over there, mm-hmm. and the wayfinding is a little bit challenging. Where is it exactly? It's over there where the um, Styles Park is. So someone that um, Dick Tannenbaum and Mark efforts doing. Okay. It's like a, I think it's close to like between two and three hundred million dollar project there. Mm-hmm. So it'll have like an innovation hall. There'll be some retail, yeah. some office, some technology stuff. So it's right over there at the OU Medical gotcha. um, Health Science Center. So yeah. that'll be really exciting. That's like the good thing, right, as well, is like being involved with local developers who are putting money back into their own city. Right. Right. Like that's, that's kind of cool to see that. And obviously Mark, you know, very well known in the downtown area right. but you know to see him continue to invest in the city that he lives in the city that he loves clearly is you know and, and obviously you get to see it before it comes out of the ground and see all the models and like wow this is it's gonna be sick and i can't tell anyone about it or i can't show you about it because it isn't done yet but and, and what um, pivot projects is doing so you know jonathan dodson candace bates and um David Wanzer and you know yeah. they have a project underway at 13th and Broadway which I think will be really cool and and I feel like they take on some really challenging projects mm-hmm. that really transform the community and shape the fabric of Oklahoma City so what they did over at um, Stone Cloud Brewery at the um, the dry, the cleaners. They place, right, the old cleaners yeah. over there, yeah. and then sunshine, they sunshine, whatever it is, yeah. sunshine cleaners, uh-huh. what it was. Yeah. yeah, I love that building, and just the broad, the guy who owns that is from Colorado. So to bring him here and have him be successful and and bring his brewery to Oklahoma yeah. City, I think is really cool. The one thing I love seeing, you mentioned it earlier, is the amount of stuff that like the city does, like sharing content. And when you look, especially from my side of things, when you look at you know the visit OKC kind of channels, like. The, I love seeing, you know, for me, I love seeing a city and an invest in, like, showing people stuff that, like, they actually really want to do, right. right? Not just, like, hey, here's a pamphlet or here's a video of, like, just the average, you know, junk is what I think it right. is. It's really cool to see, like, you know, to have people, I'm sure you got a, obviously you've got a great team behind the Visit OKC stuff, but, like, Every time I look at it, it's valuable information, it right? Is. And it's something new, you know, and it's something that, hey, if you love, the, you know, this, this is where the best tacos are in Oklahoma City, and it's probably three places, three out of the five you've never heard of, right? right? Like, I love fuzzies. That's where I go all the time. I had fuzzies, like, cater my wedding. <laughs> um, but, like, I would need to step out, you know, and when you go to a visit OKC and you search that, and it's like, wow, you're right, these are the best, you know, some of the best tacos I've ever eaten. Right. Or it's back to cycling or anything. Like, right. it must be really cool to have that as well. But to just be involved in, a, in an organization that isn't just mailing it in every day. Right. Right? Because you guys live here and you, you know, you want to grow the place that you live in. And some people don't want to do that. Some people, like, we want to keep this for us, right? We don't want outside people moving right. here. We don't want people moving in from California because we wanted to keep it to be our city. But seems like you guys want to show this city to the rest of the world and bring as many people here as possible. I just think people need to experience it because so many people think that, you know, it's just, it's rural and there's farmland. And when I first started going to New York, because we do a big trade show, um, ICSC, which is Innovating Commerce Serving Communities. It used to be International 
Council Shopping Series, they rebranded, changed yeah. their name. And um, the first year, I remember when we did that show in New York, um, people were like, do you guys even do permitting there? You know, and I mean, it was it was awful. And I was like, okay, you're going to have some pretty thick skin here and yes. deal with these people. But once they saw all the things that we were doing and like the success and the companies that were located here in Oklahoma City, and then when they would see our marketing material and some of the pictures, I mean, like this picture I have right here of downtown, I mean, that's pretty impressive. And when you show them the park and, you know, that we had Kings of Leon that opened at the park and some of those things that they're like, in, in Oklahoma City? Like, maybe, maybe I need to put that on my list. Yeah. And I love it when people actually do and they'll call me and say, hey, I'm going to be passing through. And I'm like, you're not passing through. You're going to stay a couple of nights yeah. and you're going to love this city. Yeah. So it's exciting to... To, to have people have a change of mm-hmm. change of heart. Well, it's been cool to, I, it seems like like what I've seen is you're bringing other people in, like other influencers, for example, I hate the term influencers, but that's what they're called. People in that are travel influencers and putting them up in Oklahoma City and saying, come here and show your followers. Like that's something that I love to see too, because it's yeah. a bit of a new marketing thing. Most people don't like to do that, but you know, you're bringing people in and showing them a city that, they probably wouldn't have chosen given the list of Denver, Austin, San right. Diego, you know, other ones you mentioned. And then they come here and show it all to all their other followers who aren't based in Oklahoma City how incredible this place is. Right. And then someone comes in and stays at the Omni or whatever. First National yeah, like, Ambassador or wherever, yeah. 21C. Yeah. Yeah, what's really cool is, um, like, I, I'm primarily on the retail side, but then we have a whole team that works on office, industrial, manufacturing, aerospace. So somebody kind of is um, responsible for each of those different areas. And so we'll bring in, like, site selection consultants who make decisions on companies relocating. So if you have, like, a big company who's thinking about, you know, adding another headquarters or building a technology branch, so to, to bring in some of those consultants who they might have never been here before. So it is a big cost or a big lift on you know Oklahoma City or the Chambers Port to do that but once they get here and they're like I had no idea so sometimes we'll get people tickets to say hey you're a runner why don't why don't we pay for you to come to the Memorial Marathon yeah. you know we'll put you up in a hotel we'll we'll introduce you to some different people based on what their interests are um, I think we have some people coming into town later this week that are consultants that are coming in and I think they're going to do an event at, you know one of our um, one of our venues here and they're doing a dinner. So it'll, it'll be really nice to, to ha- make sure that we're front and center and that yeah. they, they keep us in mind. With the, back to kind of your side of things with like the bringing in businesses, it seems like the brick and mortar and, and I guess it's starting to pick back up, right? Because in the past it's been like, you don't really need a space. You can work from home or you can work on your phone. You don't need a physical space. But now it seems like, there was obviously a period during COVID as well where nobody wanted to buy a space anywhere. Right. In the, but now it seems like it seems to be catching and picking back up. Well, I mean, obviously you're at the forefront of that. So well, People still need connectivity. So yeah. you can... Um and they want things that are experiential. They want to have that touch and that feel and that sense of place. So there's only so many things you can order online, but you still don't, when you get that package in the mail from online, it's not the same as when right. you, when you leave the store, when you, um, when you're there shopping or when you're going out to eat. So it's really about creating that, that environment where people want to be. So having a district where you can eat and shop and listen to live music and it can be a a family affair. So, um, it, it's like something you do on the weekend. So it's, it's part of the experience. I think that's, what's really key is the things that people can get 
online that you can just click and get that are more like disposable items or different. But I think people are becoming more. Um, they want that interaction. They want that. And they yeah. need that, I feel like. I mean, COVID yeah. showed us that we needed people more than some people. Are like, Oh, I'm so introverted. I don't need people. And it's like, yeah. Even you need people. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like it's people... It's good for your mental state. You need to be in interaction right. with somebody. Right. Even if that's just saying hello. Exactly. Right. It's just being being in the atmosphere of, you know, listening to live music or yeah. just being at a park or having that coffee shop or whatever it is. You know, you can order a bag of coffee online, but when you're there and you use the smell and, and the customer service and what you leave with um, is really key to that. So I feel like um, having customer service is probably the most important thing. Yeah, definitely. And what about, I guess, I mean, obviously you kind of grew up in the Tulsa area and then you're down here, you're still down here and you, you know you haven't been back to Tulsa, but what is it like bringing people here? You know, do, do, you, do you ever have to compete with Tulsa? Do you think of, would you love to move back? I mean, what is just the general, because obviously people joke and be like, Oklahoma City hates Tulsa, Tulsa hates <laughs> Oklahoma City. Um, but I'm interested to see kind of what it's like from your, your job role and your side of the world as well. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't realize there was such a divide when I moved here. I think it was like <laughs> ignorance is bliss yeah. a little bit because I had no idea that it was such a hard divide. And I get the best of both worlds because my parents still live and my brother um, live in Tulsa. So I go back quite frequently and I love Tulsa. I mean, it's beautiful and it's a great city too. Um, I enjoyed promoting you know Tulsa when I was there. Um, now that I've been here for so long, I feel like I'm really just invested in Oklahoma yeah. City and just when you take people and you experience the Thunder Game and you experience the whitewater rafting and, and get to know some of the chefs at some of the restaurants and stuff, like that's where, to me, it gets really fun is yeah. that you build those relationships and those connectivity that make the city what it is. I think the one thing I do think Tulsa is better at it than we are is keeping old buildings and not knocking old buildings down. But we'll leave it at that because I don't want to get into <laughs> what's recently been knocked down in Oklahoma City. Right. Um, but yeah, I do love Tulsa's architecture. Uh, and I was recently up there. I did a podcast with the USA BMX facility, which oh, is gorgeous, incredible, which is right around the corner from Greenwood District that mm -hmm. I didn't realize when I did the podcast because I entered from the other direction. And I was like, you guys are in the middle of nowhere. And then I drove out. <laughs> I did the podcast. I drove out. And I was like, oh, you're not in the middle of nowhere. You're literally like 400 yards from Greenwood Rising in the whole district. So that was my bad. Uh, I don't know Tulsa well enough. But... Yeah, seeing, you know, like taking people to a Thunder game and Whitewater Rapids is a little different than taking people to, I mean, what do they have in Tulsa, a baseball game? Yeah. And, and it's, like I said, Tulsa's great. I mean, yeah. Cherry Street's wonderful. The gathering place is mm -hmm. nicely done and it's beautiful and yeah. it's very tasteful. Um, and I, I feel like they're in both great cities. Um, I, I love both of them. So I get the, I get the, they're, they're totally different though. I mean, we're 620 square miles here in Oklahoma city. So I think we're three times the landmass mm -hmm. of Tulsa yeah. and there's just so many different districts here and the amount of emphasis that the city has put on the districts, I think is really key. So, I mean, between the stockyards and depending on who it is and what they want to do, there's something here that right. will appeal to them. Like at the IEDC conference, I had a guy that was in town and he was from, um, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. 
and he was like, I want to go to a really cool steakhouse here. And I know you probably don't have anything as cool as like what we have in, you know, the Bay Area. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think you should go to Mahogany. You should go to Broadway yeah. 10 or, you know, check out Red Prime. But you can go to any of them. I mean, literally, yeah. take your choice. And then the next day I saw him and he was like, oh, my gosh, that was probably one of the best meals I've had. Right. So it was just exciting to see him get so excited telling it. First, he's like, I have really low expectations. And I'm like, well, tomorrow let's talk again, you know. Right. So it was it's exciting when when they are telling the story. Like I yeah. said, it, you listen to them say, oh, I don't I don't think I'm going to like it, you right. know. But then they're blown away and they're like, the customer service was so great. The ambiance, yeah. the food was just as good as it is in the Bay Area. So the hardest part is just getting people here. It is. Right. It seems it is. like that's what just, you know, getting people to give it a chance. Right. And then once they do, you're like that example, no brainer. Right. Right. And it's just, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be steak, right? It could be anything. And it doesn't have to be just in Oklahoma City, right? Like you could go to Guthrie or you oh, could, yeah. like there's so many other cool things that, that they can do that's within 45 minutes. You know, you go to Aishans. Oh, yeah. Right? Like this. I've, I've rode my bike out to Aishans and yeah. I've been out to Guthrie to ride and the red dirt in Guthrie. It's mm. somebody told me that one time, like, ah, do you ever get used to the red dirt? And I'm like, you know, I didn't like it when I first moved here, but now right. I love it. Yeah. And now when I see it and I'm out riding and it's just so beautiful when you're out on a gravel road and right. you see the sunset and you have this beautiful red clay, I'm like, I kind of, I'm kind of. This is right. my place. Yeah, I this love it. This is my happy place. Right. So finishing up then, what I guess are you kind of, I mean, obviously the gravel world, you understand that and you understand how big the Mid-South race is and, and just kind of how much that's bringing to the town of Stillwater. And Tulsa had the Ironman last year, right? right? A couple of years ago. Is there anything that could be done in Oklahoma City on the on this like the Ironman scale? Would would that be is that a possibility? I know they have kind of like the red man, right? The, right, the, the red, red man. thing, yeah, which I know they do that every year. But just from your cycling, your love of cycling, is there anything that you were trying to bring here personally that would be like your next challenge, like an REI was? Uh, that's, that you're allowed to talk about. Well, it's tough on that one. I mean, I think, I mean, you mentioned Chad earlier from what he's doing with the, the cycling out there at, you know, Wheeler District. And I know he was involved in Pro-Am for a number of years and really spent a lot of time and energy into creating that event, which was off to a great start. What's really challenging, I think, is um, we have so many different sporting um, arenas here um, in terms um you know, the, the Dodgers that we have, and then you have the Thunder and you know, softball. Right, the softball. Yeah. So all those people are kind of pulling for the same sponsorship dollars, and there's only so much that a city can do. And because we have so much diversity in terms of our sporting, it, it limits the amount that can grow. And from a cycling standpoint, it's really hard um for somebody to see the sponsorship value because you have all these people that are going on a circuit really, really quickly. And it's not like that, that logo is front and center. And it's really hard, even when you watch the Tour de France or you watch some of these, you know, elite bike races, um, you have to know what you're paying attention to and know what, you know, the yellow jersey means and what's the climber jersey and, you know, what the stage races is. And all those things are, are really key. Um, and you have to really love the sport to some degree in order to be a sponsor of that. So it's really hard to, to get that off the ground. Yeah. And and Tulsa has done a great job when they had Tulsa Tough because, you know, they had some some big dollars behind that and, and they got St. Francis involved and, and that really just kind of paid 
paved the way for Tulsa getting on the map from a from a cycling standpoint. So yeah, the other thing I you mentioned baseball. The other thing I saw the other day is the Savannah Bananas are coming to town. Did you see this? I did not see this. Yeah, you know who they are, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so the these Savannah Savannah Bananas, which I'll say in my accent, uh, are like basically like the. Globe trotters of baseball. Oh, okay, that's fun. Out of Savannah. Okay. And they're called bananas because they're yellow, and they basically dance. It's they're a TikTok and social media sensation. Well, I they're love They're coming that. to Tulsa and Oklahoma City next year, and they just announced that. So that might be another thing you might be able to use as to hey, these people are coming to town. If you have clients in town, I'm sure oh, they'll love fun. it. It's hilarious. Uh, they've just made a biz. I don't think they were any good, but they made a business out of just being showboating in that's fun baseball, which you generally don't see. It's hilarious. If you people need listening that, haven't seen you do. People listening haven't seen it, just look up on Instagram Savannah Bananas or Bananas. I love baseball, so yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, but it's just a great and if you love marketing, it's just you'll nerd out on the marketing side of it because as a marketing and branding thing, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, well, so finishing up then again, for people listening, what do you tell them um, you know, the the they should do obviously go to the visit OKC website and the chamber website, but which I'll link below. But what, what do you kind of, I mean, what is your, I guess the thing you tell people if they, Hey, you're coming to Oklahoma city, you should do this, which is again, a really hard question because there's a million things to do. But I mean, how do you, how would you sell the city to people? Well, luckily we have an OKC Retail website too. So, uh-huh, okay. yeah, OKC Retail talks about all of our different districts. It talks about like the regional shopping areas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a map that shows the clustering of like shopping destinations and shopping areas because a lot of it is they want to see success, who's doing really well. So, I feel like Class and Curve is a mm-hmm. great example. You see a lot of high end retailers there. Simon's done a great job at Penn Square Mall. Now you have the Oak coming out of the ground that's going to be kind of catty corner from Penn Square. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a local developer out of Tulsa, uh, Ryan McNeil, who's working on that project. So he yeah, has some cool things. Seeing that dirt work, it's I saw the plans. It's going to be really cool. To it's going to be nice. Yeah. yeah, he has a couple of restaurants that are teed up to go there, and a Hilton hotel, and yeah. some residentials. So it's exciting. It seems like you absolutely love what you do, and you probably don't want to do anything else. It's right? fun. I mean, I, I, lo- I love what I do, but it's yeah. fun. I love meeting people. That's probably the, the most important for me is mm-hmm. it's it's nice to to see how other people think and what they, they're looking for and kind yeah. of try to tailor our message and our conversation to them. I think that's the most fun for me is that um, I don't really meet a stranger and yeah. I can make friends pretty quickly. And, and I don't mind being on the road by myself. Like, I feel like if you go on the road with somebody, then you just kind of hang out with your friend or you hang out with that person that you're comfortable right. with. You don't meet their locals. You don't see the city the right way. Right. So I typically travel by myself and I go to all these shows and conferences and I'll meet with developers and I'll have dinners with, you know, different retailers. And, and I see so much by doing it. Cause I'm kind of forced to like, when I go into a room, I'm like, okay, I need to meet five new people tonight you know I need to have so many appointments before I get there and and they all can kind of you can gain something from each of those because I'll say hey have you met so-and-so have you been to this concept or have you talked to and it just kind of leads to the next thing which is really kind of fun for me so how do you develop that skill that's a real skill to do that right To, to have that I mean you I, have, I feel like I'm the same way, and to me it comes extremely naturally. Right. And I think I have an accent on my side, right? You do? So it makes people kind of like intrigued in general. 
But like for you, when you go into a new city and you, you like I said, you've got to have five appointments set and you've got to do this. Like, you know, there's a reason you're very good at your job and that's because you're very good. You, know, you have a skill, uh, but there's structure to it as well. I think honestly, it, it comes from growing up in a really small town okay. and Knowing like everybody ever, you knew everybody. And like, it was such a fun atmosphere when, I mean, I still have teachers that mm-hmm. I went to high school with or that were my teachers that are friends of mine on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, it was such a small town that you, you love like knowing everything and knowing everybody. Mm-hmm. So when you don't know somebody in a different market, you just take that small town and you just make it you know, life size. Right. And, right. and you try to meet as many people as you can and say, okay, well, I don't know this perspective. Let me, let me go out here and see who I can meet. And that's the most fun for me is that I think growing in a, up in a very rural, you know, country mm-hmm. horses and cattle and way out in the country that you knew your neighbors, you knew your teachers, you knew everybody that surrounded you. Yeah. And it was fun that there was a little bit of an accountability is that you had like an expectation mm-hmm. because people knew who you were just because it was a small town. Yeah. It would get back to right. parents. Oh if yeah. You did anything they knew everything that I did. Yeah. So is there anything you do specifically when you travel? Like, do you collect anything? Do you go to like a coffee shop? Like, is there anything that you just, every time you go somewhere, you take off something? Um, I try to go to a coffee shop, but I'm a huge coffee connoisseur. Okay. Um, I just traveled last week for, for fun. I went to the Balloon Festival in Albuquerque. Oh, how was that? Oh, it was stunning. It was amazing. Like, 100% put it as a bucket list item of things to do. And my boss told me that you have to go to Pinion Coffee. He's like, I don't care what you do, but you have to go to Pinion Coffee. So I went by there, and I ended up buying three bags of coffee because I loved it so much. So, yeah, I, I love coffee. I love wine. Um, I always end up picking something up for my little puppy, Lucy, when I'm in town. Yeah. So, What dog do you have? What do you mean? What kind of dog? Yeah, well, puppy. Oh, she's a beagle. Oh, okay. She's the cutest thing in the whole world. Yeah. She's has she grown two. into her legs yet? Yeah, she has her little house, so okay. she has a little bark, but she's precious. She loves to hike. We take her to Colorado, and she'll hike like 14,000 foot peaks, and she's very adventurous. She yeah. paddle boards, and yeah. That's awesome. You got little mascots take you everywhere. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, th- thank you so much for spending an hour of your time chatting, Absolutely. telling stories about this incredible city, talking about your job, what you love to do, um, your puppy, Lucy, which is great. Uh, I'm sure she'll have a friend soon because that's just generally how it goes. <laughs> it uh, is how it goes. Because we started with one and then two years later we had another. Right. So it, it'll happen, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> uh, but I really appreciate you coming in. Um, for people listening, tell me the website so they should go to uh, and, and just, I mean, any hot tips you have for new coffee now because it seems like you love your coffee I do love my coffee so um, the website is okcretail.com so all kinds of live content on there um, upcoming openings and stories follow us on Velocity so I know the chamber puts out a lot of stories on our Velocity channel as well and you can reach me anytime so email is tfate at okcchamber.com and if you have any any companies that you would like to see located here or reach tellers that are not here that we're missing um i'm all ears so let me know and i'll try to track them down and see why they're not here or if we can get them here so another rei or another something else would be great right (laughs) that would be uh are you allowed to say is there one you're working on you're allowed to tell us about or not 
Um, there's a woman we're working on, but I can't tell you. All I can tell you is it's a big entertainment user, okay. and it's amazing. And if it happens, yeah. I, I don't want to jinx us. I don't want to jinx us. And I, I don't but, want it to not yeah. happen, but if it does happen, it will be amazing. And I think everybody will be quite impressed. Do you have a timeline on it? It should happen before the end of this year. All right. So. Great teaser to finish on. That's uh, right. Tammy, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you coming in. This yeah. has been an absolute blast. Thanks, and Mike. for people listening, I'll put the links in the description to OKC retail.com Tammy's uh, email if you want to reach out and tell her or ask her why this brand isn't in town yet and and then we will yeah we'll catch you next episode cheers hope you guys enjoyed that great episode thank you so much for listening as always huge shout out to our sponsors the Oklahoma Hall of Fame share an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927 for more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame go to www.oklahoma.com oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor. They do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma and without their support, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. And finally, our third sponsor for today, the Oklahoma 988 Mental Health Lifeline. 988 is the direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with the trained behavioral health professionals that can get all Oklahomans the help that they need. Learn more by visiting 988oklahoma.com. It's 988oklahoma.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.